yeah, it was an emotional uh, murph for me. I cried that whole last mile because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, damn, girl, you like did it. Like you pushed past that pain and you were able to say to yourself, like, I welcome it. Mm-hmm. And then it made me think like, where else do I need to do that? I see that we different, you ride and I dub them I don't do discussions on bragging about hundreds Don't go to your places, I know that they sunken Don't call me your brother, I barely can trust you I talk to a shorty, she bagging the bugging Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset podcast I'm your host Royce Today it's not Corey with me It's actually my wife Hi everyone Tara <laughs> So long story short guys, we were having a vacation And the laptop wouldn't download GarageBand So we had to drive all the way back to the office, take a small little break, hit Murph really quick. And then now we're shooting it because I made a deal and an offer if I missed a date in the 21 days that we're doing this, that I get punched in the juggler. So I do not want to get punched in the juggler. So is Corey. Corey took that offer too. So I'd be letting him down if I didn't post today. So that's why we're here. That's why we're shooting it. And, um, we got a fun little topic for y'alls. And what's that topic? Pain. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Which we just went through just driving over here just for a little bit. But um, the topic today is about pain. And, and when is pain a problem? And I think uh, this is a good one for me. I love pain. I think people have a very, very different perception of pain. And um, guys, in a nutshell, the pain is only a problem when pain is not addressed. I think pain in general is an ally. It's a signal, right? We were just equating this. Like, I think pain is kind of the, the, the stop sign person when you're in elementary and they're just kind of like guiding you. Right? Yeah, the crossing guard. Oh, the crossing guard. That's that's what pain is to me, right? I think I think people shy away from that pain, or they think every pain is the same, right? Um, and and there is there are pain that's like higher levels of pain, but in a nutshell, for me, pain is good. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think. Just like with anything, it's your mindset around it. So if you switch your mindset to realize that pain can be a positive in your life Mm -hmm. and looking back on how it has been a positive in your life, then you can go forward in the future looking forward to it Mm -hmm. instead of trying to push it down or not address it. Right. And we we were talking about this with like my sharp, you were like, what, sharp pains, bad pains? And I said no. And here's the reason why. Like, I've, I've been doing Murph for 56 days. Mm-hmm. 56 days, 55 days, right? <laughs> and I have sharp pains often, probably more often than I should, right? A strained lat, a strained bicep, a strained hamstring. Now those pains, that, on hindsight, people can be like, no, oh, those are bad pains. Actually, I started feeling pain weeks before that right where it started to get tight there was a little bit of pain here and the problem was not the sharp pain is because i wasn't addressing it early on i wait till it gets too bad 
and then now I have to go see Corey twice, two times in a row, or I have to modify my movements three days in a row, right? Yeah. So sharp pains are also like it's it's this it's the stop guard or the crossing guard telling you guys to like no he's yelling at you now. That's the sharp pain. Yeah. But he's still trying to get you across the crosswalk safely. You know what I mean? So I think we look at it and we're like, you guys can push as hard as you want. You're going to learn regardless. Now, the problem is people just kind of just take that pain. They just put it underneath the curtains or underneath the rug. And they do something else completely different with it. Right? I used to have all these injuries in, in high school. And, and the way I would... I would respond to pain as I would pop, pop three, four, five, six pills of ibuprofen. The problem is not the pain. The problem was the ibuprofen. Yeah. And then I ended up blowing up my knees. I ended up having multiple foot fractures in the process. Pulled both hamstrings because the body thinks that it's perfectly healed, but it really wasn't. And there were steps that you could have taken earlier yeah. to prevent those injuries. Right. Getting worse. Getting worse. At that first sign. At that first sign of like, man, my body's really tight. Man, I'm getting really sore. Why is my foot inflamed? Why is my knee inflamed? And I take these anti-inflammatories and it like, I might be having sharp pains, but I can't even feel it because I'm so just drugged up Yeah. in high school. Now... If I wasn't taking those ibuprofens, I would have multiple instances where I was having those sharp pains that it would force me to sideline and recover. Yep. Right? So I have a really loving understanding with pain because without it, I'm not able to learn the new things about my body, what it needs to do to evolve, what it needs to do to, to, to recover. And that's just the body component. We can talk about pain in real life. Right, emotional pain. Emotional pain. And this is where it's like, geez, like, just think about it. People have sadness or anger or frustration, and they never address it. And you know how they address it? They address it with drugs. They address it with food. They address it with bickering, right? They don't address it in a way that, that solves the problem. They just kind of, again, they just just put it underneath the rug. And what ends up happening to the person? Well, they don't deal with their pain. They keep buffering in different ways, which mm-hmm. most likely in turn makes it worse. Because what happens when you don't take care of yourself? If you're buffering with alcohol, if you're buffering with food, then you've added on these additional layers of hurt to yourself. Because mm-hmm. now... You're a little bit overweight now because of the alcohol. You're not recovering. You're not sleeping. Mm -hmm. And the original pain point could have been dealt with a long time ago, but now you're in a hole. You're in so deep, it seems almost impossible Mm -hmm. to get yourself out. Here's what's really cool about that. I've been in this business for 15 years now, right? At first, I thought it was just all external. When people would have 20, 30 pounds, 40 pounds being overweight, I would just think they're just eating a lot. Right. Like, dude, just stop eating. And as I start to evolve as a human being and understanding all of these stresses and going through the life coach school, 
I'm starting to understand that people are overweight and they're unhealthy because they never manage the emotional stuff. Yeah. Right? And they never, they just push that away. And they've had a, a bad experience or just like somewhere along their life and their narrative that sadness wasn't okay. Depression wasn't okay. Anxiety wasn't okay. And um, once you start to reframe that, you reframe anxiety like what is anxiety anyways anxiety means you have so much stuff that you're carrying in your head and you don't even understand how to manage it right how and 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 a lot of times people again would just eat they just drink they'd smoke weed they just binge watch netflix right instead why won't you just handle it and it'll force you to create a calendar how many people do you know that have calendars? I mean, in our group, a lot. But in our group, but everyone. a lot of former patients of mine, no, they don't know, right? They're like, "Well, I'm just too busy to do that." They have no idea. They're winging every single day. They have no control over their day. Of course, you're going to be anxious. You don't even know what's going on. You don't know what's behind that next door. Now, if you start to organize your day via calendar, it doesn't have to be exquisite at the start. It starts to reduce your anxiety because you know what to do. You know what to prep for. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing to me. So now I have to, when when we take on our members and our clients, we're not just addressing that. Like, What's your stress level like? Right. You don't just meet with someone and say, okay, you want to lose 30 pounds, just come to the gym four times a week, mm-hmm. which I think that was taught to us. And even in school with me being a dietitian, it was taught to me in a way that it was like, it should be very easy for people to lose weight. It's kind of calories in, calories out, just make them work out more. But what you said was really powerful about if someone is overweight, like how much pain were they really in? How much pain have they been suffering through without addressing it? Mm -hmm. And so if they have a goal for fitness and coming into the gym and getting better, how would we be able to help them if we're not asking, where is your stress level at? Mm -hmm. Where is your nutrition at? Where is your fitness at? Like, what's your journey? Like really Mm -hmm. going back to learn about the, the whole person versus just slapping a band-aid on it saying just get into class yeah a hundred percent we've been so much more holistic and we've been so much more successful in not only just losing the pounds but releasing it entirely right i mean i was guilty for it i'd get clients to lose 50 to 100 pounds but only till next year for have them to gain it back and then we do it all over again right and that's just like that's the worst feeling of a trainer Mm mm-hmm the for me like the most ultimate goal for the trainer is to be as obsolete as possible as soon as possible right that you can teach someone the skills that they need to just continue without you yeah and that it's become a lifestyle for them right because they know how to manage pain Mm -hmm. they know how to manage stresses and like keep on a good track yeah so guys in a nutshell I honestly believe pain is your best friend. Like if pain was your bestest friend, think of your bestest, bestest friend that always has your back, that is pain. And if you're neglecting pain, you're neglecting your best friend. 
You're neglecting the person that's telling you the truth. You're neglecting the person that's always had your back when you're in a, when you're having a bad day. Right? You're neglecting that person that's just like that's just always there. Yeah. But then you're like, "No, I don't really want to hang out with you. I'm just going to go drink beer." Nah, I don't really want to hang out with you, you know what? I'm just going to take ibuprofen. Man, I smile when the pain is there. I'm more grateful when the pain is there. It's like, thank you for swelling up my kneecap. I probably should have been squatting better. I should probably form roll my quad more. Thank you for letting, thank you for reminding me because I can get, I can get kind of confused. I can kind of get overly driven that I'm so focused on there. They pump the brakes for me. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it was making me think of today doing Murph. So today I did Murph with Royce, and that was my first time ever doing entire Murph and doing pull-ups. And I was really trying to listen to myself and what my own internal language was because Mm. the pull-ups is always the part that I'm afraid of. And I'm afraid of the pain. So usually just do something else. Mm -hmm. And... Today, instead, I just kept telling myself, you can do it. You can do it. And the pain that I was experiencing was so short. So, Mm -hmm. like, I would do, we were just doing sets of five. So I could do five, and then, okay, there is relief. It wasn't sharp shooting pain. It was just, like, muscular burn. But Mm -hmm. in my mind in the past, I know that I was so afraid of that that I just told myself, like, go do something else. Mm -hmm. Like, be safe. So, yeah, it was an emotional uh, murph for me. I cried that whole last mile because uh, I was like, damn, girl, you, like, did it. Like, you pushed past that pain and you were able to say to yourself, like, I welcome it. Mm-hmm. And then it made me think, like, where else do I need to do that in life? So that's why I love that we always start with the physical and mm-hmm. why like CrossFit specifically, we've seen so many people push through barriers emotionally. When Mm -hmm. you're able to do it physically, then it signals to the brain, like in all other aspects, wait a second, I can do more. I can be more. So every time my brain was going, just stop. Like when we hit 50, I was like, that's good enough. Like, Mm -hmm. but then the other part of me was like, no, go like Mm -hmm. five more. You can do five more. So I like chunked it down and was like, I can be in pain for five more. And then the next round and then the next round. And then I made it to the end. Wow. Guys, if you want to rewind the past 30 plus seconds, that was something that you'll have to play because it's huge. It's one of the main reasons why we do this. It's one of the main reasons why I push myself to this level of pain threshold that I can't even really fathom. I can't even really describe it, right? Yeah, like that pain gives an invitation to see what's what what else is possible. Just like what you said. Yeah, cuz how many times if anybody know if anybody has started to just try and figure out what your internal dialogue is saying, so mm-hmm. like it's so interesting because I kept saying to myself, like, just stop, just stop. And then the other part of me that was like, no. And I kept saying, you got this. You got mm-hmm. this. Like, 
you have to be your own best cheerleader. And if you're Mm -hmm. not doing that, like I couldn't have gotten through that workout if I would have like been afraid. So like I need to also do that in every other aspect of my life where I'm going to be more present this week, certainly looking for those areas where my brain just says like, that was good. That was fine. Just give up there. And Mm -hmm. then I want to combat that with like, you got this girl, like, Mm -hmm. come on. You can do five more. You yeah. can do five more. And then you look up and you're like, damn. Yeah. And that person that says you can do five more, that's not the comfort person that's telling you that. It's the painful person that's telling you that. Yeah. So here's something that's really cool. and something that's practical that you guys can take and actually use into your lives. And, and it can really, really change and get you to, to the journey of just really becoming better. And, and that's number one. Take that word pain and replace it with your best friend. Whoever that person is, right? Yeah, my best I like friend, that. Yeah, my best friend's Sean. I'm going to call him Sean, right? Or you can call him Lisa. You can call him whatever you want. Call them a name. Call him your best friend's name. That's, that's practical thing number one. Practical thing number two, when, actually, when, when Sean shows up or Lisa shows up or Leticia, whatever you want to say, right? <laughs> Ask them, Sean, what are you telling me that I don't know? What are you telling me that I don't know? And it starts to unravel a solution that allows you to push through the pain and allows you to push through the pain and grow into something that's completely different from where you've started, right? And that pain does, it it applies to every pain. It applies to soreness pain. It applies to sharp pain. It applies to emotional pain, anxiety, depression, sadness, anger, frustration, grief. What are you telling me that I don't know? Grab a pen, write it down, and then you're going to go ahead and just evolve your life just by reading all of those answers. Okay? So guys, I want to just wrap this up really fast with what just we went through because hopefully you guys get a better understanding of why I kind of smile through this. And when you're in pain, like people, (laughs) I smile when people are messed up because I know what's possible. There's something behind it. We just never really approached it. We look at, people look at pain like their worst enemy, right? Jensen, the bad guy. It's like, no, it's your best friend, Sean. (laughs) What is he telling you? Listen to him, right? So guys, if you guys like this episode, you want to hear a little bit more of, of why we're so weird, <laughs> <laughs> keep listening. Make sure you share it with someone today. Um, we, we're at day six. Like I said, we're going to do 21 days of topics, and we need your help on topics. So keep, keep sending it out, and we love you guys. And uh, hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Be better. Bye. Peace.